This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. He, he wants <laughs> nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Bruce Marshall talking some college football. Yes, indeed. And Bruce has dug deep into his specialty, those smaller conferences that uh, we don't have as much information. But our man Bruce Marshall definitely digs uh, deeper than anybody else. Hey, don't forget over at Bet Rivers right now, our friends got a great promotion going. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. You can win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money. Bet ten dollars in, in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Again, that's brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Let's go out to the Pac-12 for the first time in at least twenty years. And it's not anything, but in the in the sport of bragging rights and uh, we're better than you better, you know, a lot of opinions geographically. It's the first time I can remember that the SEC is not the number one conf- RPI conference. It is the Pac-12, and I think we can all agree that that's where the best football is being played this year. Kind of a sad note uh, on their way out. Let's start there, Bruce, and one of the uh, uh, in sort of a late addition to the Pac-12. Boy, the splits home and away are unbelievable. At Salt Lake City, they are very, very tough. We're talking about Kyle Whittingham's Utah Utes, uh, back-to-back defending Pac-12 champions. UCLA comes into town against the Utes. Utes are four and a half in all eyes are on starting quarterback Cam Rising, and we probably won't know anything until close to game time. Yeah, uh, Kyle Whittingham has said he, he's at the whim of, of uh, Rising's uh, medical advisors and his surgeons after his knee uh, they haven't cleared him yet uh each week they have thought in salt lake city that they were going to clear rising but it hasn't happened yet ucla seems to think he's going to play this week and they're preparing as such uh but i guess we'll have to wait until later in the week friday or saturday to know more now they have found another uh, quarterback because the uh the nate johnson has come in and looked pretty good um and uh that rally they had at Baylor a couple of weeks ago, very impressive, but we'll see about uh, rising. Yeah, this is, this is quite a home field and this pac 12, it is deep. And I think now we're going to start seeing now that we're into conference play, uh, the old line, our friend Brett Norsworthy in Memphis said about the you know, the SEC, somebody's got to lose, and it's it applies to the Pac-12 this season. Somebody's going to have to lose, so some of these teams that are contenders are going to have to lose. There is a great home field there at Salt Lake City, and they have beaten UCLA pretty much like a drum in uh, Rice-Eccles uh, in recent trips. However, 
I think UCLA is the sleeping giant here in the uh, Pac-12 this season. Interestingly, last year they did beat Utah, and that was the first time in recent years where physically they stood up to Utah and actually sort of won the battle up front. They ran for over 200 yards in that game. And Chip has gotten this, both lines and the whole team, more physical uh, as he has gone at, in Westwood down to his sixth this season. Watch this wild man running back Carson Steele along with a TJ Harden. I mean, they really bring a physical running game, and I they think they can run on Utah. And it all depends on Dante Moore, this uh, freshman quarterback who looks as cool and collective as, as I've seen of a freshman. I think UCLA can go in there and win. Uh, I don't think this I'm, – I'm still not as convinced about this Utah team. Florida did not execute properly in the first game. Um, now, if Florida went in there, Florida might have a better cha- uh, chance. I think UCLA can go in there and, 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 and sort of shock some people. I'm going to take the Bruins, and um, we'll go with a four-and-a-half, but if you want to live on the wild side, even go on the money line there. But I think plus four-and-a-half is where we'll stick. Hey, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, my eyeballs, even very early on this season, Dante Moore seems to have it, and it's not going to take as many starts as it did for DTR to finally catch some traction. I mean, this kid in that first game against Coastal Carolina, uh, making plays on the move, using and showing some poise very early on. Um, I, hey, I think uh, I think Chip Kelly's got something uh, in this kid. And, and, and you know, I, 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 I'm not there to practice every day. Every day, I don't know how they want to kind of ease him into it. You know, it's a little bit of a delicate touch with the quarterback and then that psyche. But uh, he's he's got some. Um, He's got some uh, instincts, you know, some uh, some natural, uh, you know, some some things that come naturally that I think they got something to work with. And you, like you said, they're kind of like the hidden, kind of pushed aside with all the the big dogs coming back with Oregon and you know Oregon and uh, USC, Colorado Washington, getting Washington, Washington. Yeah. Michael yeah. Penix. I mean, jeez, I mean, what can you do with this guy? I mean, he, it's a fun, fun league. It, it's a yeah. shame, but really damn is. it, NCAA one year late. 12-team, but yeah, they may cannibalize themselves in the Pac-12. It will be interesting, but there are not the usual suspects in the SEC this year. Let's go to the gift that keeps on giving. Very well done last week. Both you and Paul Paul Stone had the Iowa's in the sports book locally here in Baton Rouge, and I'm pulling... I'm pulling for no points in uh, Ohio and Iowa State. That's what we had with 0-0 at halftime. You're looking at the total again, Brucey. We're going to Ames here. Matt Campbell, uh, 10-7. If you're Power 5, don't schedule to play at a MAC venue. It's not real smart. Uh, three and a half, 36 and a half against Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy, 17 straight winning seasons. Not 17 seasons without a losing season. Uh, no, his first season was a losing season, 17 straight running right now, winning. That's in major jeopardy. Cyclones at home, three and a half, 36 and a half. Yeah, and none of those six and six things for Gundy these last 17. I mean, he has winning seasons, like you said, but you're right. They, it is in jeopardy, and I think these two are a reason. You know, last year, you know, the, the, the Big 12 really was a tough top to bottom. A Big 12, not quite as tough this year, and I think it's partly because of these two dropping off some. Now, uh, you know, you need a quarterback. I mean, we were reminded of that so often, and you feel a little bit bad the way it unfolded for both of these sides here. Uh, Spencer Sanders uh, had been multi-year quarterback. Oklahoma State, and he had still been there. 
he'd have been taking snaps. He goes to Ole Miss and he's sitting on the bench. I don't know what the deal was there, but uh, the three quarterbacks, including um, uh, Mike Gundy's son, Garrett, have not been able to deliver much. Bowman, the Texas uh, Tech transfer, former Texas Tech quarterback, Wrangell, who's a holdover, none of them are doing uh, all that well. Uh, just about five yards per pass, not per completion, per pass. They just don't have a downfield passing game, and they're not running the ball very well either. And we saw it happen against South Alabama. Also, be careful scheduling a good Sunbelt team, too, like Sun South Alabama proved last week in Stillwater. They're not scoring either. Uh, Iowa State, yeah, it is the gift that keeps on uh, giving. Again, the same thing here. Matt Campbell was expecting to have Hunter Deckers as his quarterback this year. He was not the reason they lost all those close games last year. Deckers put up good numbers, but ensnared in that uh, sports gaming thing over the summer, he's had to step away from the team. Rocco Beck would not, was not in the plan to move into the starting lineup at quarterback. He's not delivering much better than any of the Oklahoma State quarterbacks. And also Iowa State, uh, Jimmy, they used to be able to run the ball too. I mean, David Montgomery, Brees Hall in the NFL. Uh, they didn't run too well last year. That was a bigger problem for them. And this year, it's even worse. Barely three yards per carry and about 77 yards per game. That's down near the bottom in uh, NC2A rushing uh, stats. On the other side, defense is pretty good. Really good defense, Iowa State. They can really get after it. John Heacock's platoon. Now, this is like an NFL preseason total, though. Uh, it's down here in the mid-30s, but yeah, we, you and I both saw that in Paul Toot. Saw that game last week with uh, Ohio and Iowa State. I was afraid they are going to go into overtime. It's going to be 0-0, <laughs> and they're going to keep scoring in overtime. But uh, scoring is not on the table for either of these sides. This is a game played in the low teens or the or the uh, noughts there. This is going to be another 13-7 sort of game here. Under for me and Ames, and let's just stick with that. That's worked every week for Iowa State. All right, uh, go to the uh, the MAC here. Eastern Michigan traveling down to Alabama to take on Jacksonville State. Battle of two and one teams here. Jacksonville State losing uh, 30, 30 to sixteen to Coastal Carolina. Eastern Michigan uh, barely winning at home against UMass nineteen seventeen. Eastern Michigan catching six and a half on the road here. What the hell you got going on with this game, Bruce? Oh, I will tell you one. Here is the technical nugget under the rock there, and this 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 week moves outside near near Talladega there, where Jacksonville State is. Um, how about this stat for Eastern Michigan? In the last thirteen games, the Eagles have played. Uh, the underdog side, whether it be Eastern Michigan or the opponent, and last week it was UMass, has covered. So you've got 13 straight covers for the underdogs in Eastern Michigan games. And we know about Eastern Michigan's prowess as an underdog, especially on the road, which has gone back several years. And this all uh, coincides with coincides with Chris Creighton coming in there as head coach. This is one of my favorite coaches in the country. Uh, he's He likes being there at Eastern Michigan, and this is a tough place to win. It has been a graveyard for coaches. It's stuck out there between the Detroit airport and Ann Arbor. It's a commuter school, slabs of concrete, that stadium. They call it the factory because it looks like a factory. It's just a big thing of concrete. they got a running track there. It's also where the WFL Detroit Wheels played, by the way, in 1974. Uh, Rocky Long was part of that team, by the way. So anyway, it's a little bit of trivia history there for Eastern Michigan. But they are still scrappy. We saw them win the game last week. Austin Smith, the quarterback, long touchdown pass in the last minute. He hasn't put up big numbers yet, but he hasn't been all that bad. They've still got Samson Evans running the football. Uh, I mean, they could go down there and win. 
listen, Rich Rod's team isn't all that bad. Um, and at two and one, um, they've you know they have a couple of wins. That win opening opening win against UTEP among them. They've only thrown one touchdown pass though in three games. Uh, and uh, they have a quarterback, a Smothers, not Tom or Dick Smothers, but Logan Smothers, one of their quarterbacks. He's not helping them too much. They don't have much for an aerial game. That's not new for a Rich Rod team. They they like to run it. But I'm going to stick with Eastern Michigan and that overwhelming trend getting points. Uh, whoever is the underdog in their games is the side. It's them this week. That's good enough for me. I'll take uh, the Eagles down there in uh, Talladega country against Jacksonville State. Yeah, um, when we do the uh, MAC breakdown, uh, the Eastern Michigan coach, I mean, that's it. It's one of the lower resource uh, programs, you know, tough to win uh, in uh, Eastern Michigan, but uh, we do certainly respect that coach for getting the most out of his ability. All right, another one off the radar here, uh, but not where you're from. Uh, UNLV is 2-1 and one straight up, 2-0 and oh against a spread non-board team with Bryant, but covering easily against Vanderbilt and Michigan. Now they travel to El Paso to take on the 1-3 Miners. Miners with a couple of road losses at Northwestern and in Tucson against Arizona. UNLV, this is without Brumfield throwing a, a touchdown to this point. UNLV, 2.5 at El Paso. Well, you know, one difference about UNLV, uh, and I've watched them close for decades now, uh, they've got a real coach this year. I mean, Barry Odom's a real coach, and uh, yeah. he, he didn't do all that badly at Mizzou uh, when he was in there. The last three years, he had been on Sam Pittman's staff coordinating his defense. He had been at Memphis before he went to Mizzou as their defensive coordinator. He's Jimmy Sexton guy, so uh, there's another – a feather in his cap and uh you can just sense unlv has gone through a lot of different uh, uh styles of coaching from the high school ranks up from the big sky various assistant coaches coordinators being promoted nobody has had a winning record there since uh, harvey hyde my friend who's still doing radio stuff out in vegas uh, back in the 80s but he was a jc guy from california Odom has got the, is, has got the deal and, and i anybody who didn't see the highlights of the vanderbilt game last week go back and watch me if you can uh, up on YouTube or wherever. It was one of the most exciting games of the year, partly because uh, Odom, they, they have another quarterback now. Brumfield got knocked out last week. Jaden Maeva, freshman from Las Vegas, came in and looked better than Brumfield, including that long pass to Ricky White, the Michigan State transfer, to set up that field goal at the end of the game to win, to beat Vanderbilt. I think they've got something going there. He may well use Maeva this week. Uh, Brumfield got knocked out, uh, and, and he's not going to last the whole season. He's a tall kid, but he's very skinny, and he and he's not that durable. And I think they might be better off with Maeva and this go-go offense they've got. UTEP's just not doing it. I know Arizona don't want to dock them too much for losing there, but they didn't score a touchdown until the last minute of the game last week. Only seven points at Northwestern the week before that. They just don't have enough playmakers on offense to make things go, even though Hardison, the quarterback, has been there a while. It's really gone the wrong way for uh, Dana Demmel there uh, since the bowl team two years ago. I think UNLV is going to a bowl this year, and if they do, this is the sort of game they're going to have to win. I think they can win this thing outright. It's a different game now with Barry Odom, and that makes a lot of difference at a place like UNLV. In our SEC preview, it's why I liked uh, Arkansas under seven this year, and they lost Barry Odom and Kendall Browse, both Bryles. of their coordinators, along with three offensive linemen. And so you're wondering 
what's going on with Arkansas. It's kind of something that we're looking for uh, this year, even though the R- the SEC not uh, as strong as it usually is. Don't forget, bet $10 in same-game par- parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square at Bet Rivers right now. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Again, get extra value this football season with the Bet Rivers Squares. Also, so these obscure games to uh, just another obscure team. Colorado Buffaloes, well, not so much. Used to be, used to be, until some guy showed up on campus. How about the ratings for Colorado, Colorado State? Are you kidding me? Oregon now, no Travis Hunter. This line is going up. The look ahead was 14 or 15. It went to 19 on Sunday. It's been bet up to 21 now at Bet Rivers. 21 and 71, Oregon against Colorado. None of the spreads have been close TCU, 20-and-a-half-point dog, went outright. Nebraska was uh, about a field goal. That was no contest, and Colorado State should have won as a 24-point underdog. Uh, the total is what you're looking at, Brucey, and no surprise here. You're looking for points. Yeah, and by the way, how about uh, Dion's uh, sunglasses, his new company? They sold over a million dollars worth in the first day. They were I'm, I thought you were coming on with yours today, Bruce, I, I, a little I, drip. I mean, you know. They're coming in the mail. I think he, he should send uh, Jay Norvell a little uh, a cut of that for bringing that up last week. But um, No doubt. Yeah, yeah, uh, but uh, you know, Colorado. Um, listen, they are uh, uh, their ratings gold right now. Uh, this is tough going into to Eugene. Now, last week, I I don't I don't I don't think they were looking ahead. I mean, they were talking. If anything, they were overheated last week for Colorado State state rival. All that chirping between Norvell and. Dion, mostly from Dion's side, uh, they came out wanting to fight last week. Their pregame, there was their pushing and shoving, and uh, I think they were more ready to fight than play a game last week. So, but that in high intensity that uh, uh, that they brought the first two weeks, that's going to be tough to sustain. They better bring it here because uh, Oregon is so potent, and we've seen Dan Lanning run up some scores. And oh, by the way, Lanning also said some things about Colorado in the summer that I'm sure Dion is going to post on the bulletin board this week in uh, Boulder. But um, there's a couple of things. There's, there's some things Colorado does not do well. One, they don't run the football too well. Uh, two, they don't defend the pass very well. And we saw what Nicolisi, the freshman quarterback for Colorado State, last week, time and time and time and time again, these crossing passes to Horton, they couldn't stop it. Yeah. Now, having, having Hunter... Uh, Travis Hunter out, and he's going to miss uh, this week too. I mean, that might be the best cornerback in the country. And uh, I don't care how many guys Dion brought in; he brought in some great ones. Nobody like him, like Hunter. Um, but they do have Shadur Sanders the other way. This kid is a gamer, a player, and you know, obviously, we saw what he could do last week. Now that scoreline did get bloated by overtime some last week, but the first game the TCU game is sort of what I'm looking at here that thing went 45-42 Oregon's going to keep scoring this week uh, and they will win this game Uh, but Colorado might keep pace and I think this game could well get into the 80s and and Oregon Oregon could crack 50 here I mean uh, this this could be a real track meet Oregon will score most of the points I still might like Colorado a little bit plus all those points but over, I think, just like that TCU game, uh, this, this thing's going to go back and forth. And Oregon might score like every time it has the ball. 
but Colorado is going to try to keep pace. So I think Oregon and Colorado over is the way to look. And Eugene, another. This is a great week in the Pac-12, too. Some good games there. And this one is going to be a real high-scoring affair. Now, Bruce Marshall, I mean, you you, you are the best. You kind of you schooled me on look-ahead spots and sandwich spots and everything else. It's college athletics. When you rush the field or you rush the court, Man, look out, a natural letdown. Well, they had that uh, against Nebraska. They rushed the field. They, uh, Friday, ESPN is parked there. Get up, Stephen A. Smith, the whole shebang. I mean, Saturday, dual pregame shows. Dual, uh, Fox's pregame show, ESPN's game day. I mean, Little Wayne's running them out. I mean, 50 cents on the side. There's a little layer of distractions, Bruce. I mean, with Oregon yeah. on deck. I mean, so I don't think if you can, you only have so much in a tank. You cannot yeah. be at full level intensity in college athletics oh. week in and week out. I agree. I mean, there's been so much going on there um, and, and all the hype. And you, you can't extract that every week. But for that, I mean, they rushed the field again after the Colorado State game. The fans, they haven't won so much there. But what I'm saying is this. I don't think that had anything to do with Oregon last week. That was just the hype and everything. You got to, they, they just ran out. Florida State, uh, Notre Dame were looking ahead last week, I think. I don't think Colorado Absolutely. was. I don't think Colorado was, but uh, whatever. I mean, that's for the effort. But you're right. The intensity, you can't bring that sort of intensity every yeah. week. But in, in Boulder, whatever they win, they may rush the field every game this year. That's how crazy it's going. And they rushed it again after the, after the game last week. So there you go. I think the pandemic taught us to stay away from 0% or 100%, but I've never had a former college athlete or coach tell me that you can play sky high every week. There are peaks and valleys, and scheduling is important. I mean, you know, the, the LSU-Alabama series, they always schedule a bye before. You know, some of those rivalry series, they schedule a rent-a-win before. They try and create, I mean, try to avoid back-to-back uh, high-emotion games. It's college sports. It's, it's why we love it so much. For Bruce Marshall, I'm Jimmy Ott, talking college football with his best bets each and every week here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.